There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome into another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. It's time for Pick 6, the podcast that gives you a 33% winning percentage every week. The fun of it is for you, the listener, is which games to fade. You know you got to fade the majority of them, but which ones do you fade? (laughs) That's the trick on Pick 6. Last week, another big week. As producer Joe went one and five, I went two and, what, I go two and three? And then I thought I went two and four. Two and, and four. G yeah, Unit went one and four. No, two and uh, four. Two and four. You're two, you both went two and four. I feel like, I feel like, oh, those are locks of the week you're looking at. Those you're are locks right. of the week. Oh, Gangster Pete doesn't type out the records from the week. You're a fucking disaster is what you are, I just decided. <laughs> You're an absolute disaster. That's what I just decided. Because I have to take out my rage for how badly we're all failing on somebody. And so Gangster Pete will be the one. So producer Joe went one and five. I went two and four. You went two and four. But producer Joe G unit sent out the uh, stats for last week, and he had us going two and five. It is if the segment became pick seven and we're, we're having to keep a close eye on producer Joe. We've noticed here over the first six weeks because he has unique lines. He has unique bookkeeping. Uh, producer Joe is no showing gangster. Pete thinks it's because he went one in five that he doesn't want to show his face. Um, either way, no producer Joe this week, but we do have his picks. I assume it involves a team from Georgia. We'll find out. Uh, and, uh, and all of us were able to get our locks of the week wrong. This is actually a mathematical anomaly that you and producer Joe have picked a total of nine locks, excuse me, I take that back, a total of 11 locks, and you've gotten two right. Now, it's not like I'm much better. I'm two and three. But to pick 11 games that are considered locks and to only get two right, that's, that's a special kind of impressive. And it's a tough, uh, it's a tough situation because I don't really know how to look at it. Because if I were a betting man, I would say the do factor is is pretty high right now. Yeah, through the it, roof. Yeah, I mean you <laughs> you have to figure you're going to end up at least 500 on your locks at the end of the year, right? You would you well you would think, but I managed to do 40 percent last year, so I can tell you it doesn't always work that way. Joe was to his credit. We've been doing this for a while now. This was the first year that we're just we're picking our own games minus the Missouri game. And I think my record on Missouri is starting to catch up with me here a bit. But uh, but we just pick our own games, which I think is much better. But either way, I mean, when we're picking, when we go, okay, this game's the lock, and we're, we're a combined, let me see, 3, 4, and 12. So 25% against the spread combined on our locks. That's just hideous. So, you know, I think... Joe historically has been a losing player on this thing. I last year was, I think, worse than any year Joe has been, but I have had really good years. And Joe, to his credit, had a really good year last year. Um, I'm in awe of how poor we're doing. And ideally, it turns around. But listen, if I'm listening to this thing, I go, I'm going to fade all three of these morons and I'm going to get paid. And I noticed, by the way, 
and I don't listen to it, but maybe I need to because I'll occasionally watch Scott Van Pelt's Sports Center, which uh, I do think is a good show. Uh, obviously, or otherwise I wouldn't be watching it. And he has this dude, is it Stanford Steve, as they call him? Yeah. Is that right? And he's like 20 and 8 against the spread this year. And then Eddie McVeigh on our Maggie O'Brien's picks on TMA. What do you say he was against her, Pete? 20 he's 28, and, and he doesn't even pick those games. Yeah. I mean, not about Eddie. So there's there's people to pay attention to. We're the people to ignore and fade. So the overall records at this point of pick six, and we are through six weeks Five weeks of NFL, and uh, then you add in the one week of college football where there was no NFL. Uh, I am in quote-unquote first place, but nobody's above 500. I'm 17 and 18 against the number. Uh, Producer Joe is in second at 16 and 20, and G-Unit as at 15 and 20. Just really disappointing. I'd like to think it's going to turn around. I will say this. I didn't say this on, on the air last week, although... You did give me credit for the, the one thing that I will say that I did say on the air last, but I don't want to say it if I feel this way because I feel like then it's kind of, but I, but I got to do, I, I, maybe I did say it. Maybe I did say my confidence level is low. I went through the games last week and I'm like, oh shit, this isn't good. I really don't like anything, um, but I still have to pick six games. I mean, I have to pick five outside of Missouri. This week, I will say, I legitimately like a number of games, so much so I've got to narrow it down to uh, five games outside of the Missouri-Alabama game. I have, I think I have like 10 here. So uh, with that all said, it is time for another edition of Pick 6. We are uh, in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. If you are buying a home, if you are refinancing a home, there's only one name to know, and that name is Ryan Kelly, and he's online at the HomeLoanExpert.com, the studio sponsors of this podcast and just a really good guy who operates a really good business who is going to save you money. Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. Whether it be buying a home or whether it be refinancing a home, he is the name to know. He is the name to trust. He is the person I've known for years, and he is the person whose business continues to grow because people are learning. Man, they're not just saying it. They mean it. Ryan Kelly's going to save me money. He's online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Normally, producer Joe is online with Mark Hanna's uh, Evergreen Wealth Strategies phone lines, but producer Joe, as I said, uh, per Gangster Pete, is in hiding after the one and five record. So no producer Joe. So I will give producer Joe's picks, uh, and that will be last because he finished in last last week, going one and five. Uh, but when I when it comes to talking about Mark Hanna, you know, I mean, I got copy points, but I'm going to ad lib because I feel so strongly about it. Talk about money management. Well, if you're in your 20s, your 30s, you're just starting out. You're going, ah, I don't need it. I don't retire for like 200 years. And then all of a sudden you get in your 40s, as I can tell you when this happened to me, you go, wow, I feel like it was like two weeks ago that I was 20. And if it's two weeks ago that I was 20, then that means it's going to be in two weeks that I'm going to be 60 and I better get my act together. And that's where Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies comes into play. He's online at evergreenstl.com or call him and let them know you heard about them on the Tim McKernan Show at 314-889-0503. And I'm not talking about a guy who's going to go, oh, you ought to buy up this stock, or you ought to sell this stock, or you ought to short this. That's it. This is about organizing what you have and then finding out what your goals are, entering it in for you and saying, here's what you got, what do you want, and then Mark can put you on the right track. And I'm also saying this in the greatest of sincerity, and it just so happens to be the case with all of our advertisers. It might be weird if we get an advertiser. I'm kind of like, oh, this guy's got a really good business, but he's kind of a dick. But in this case, all these guys are just really good guys. Mark Hanna's a really good guy, and he is really sharp. 
Uh, his number is 314-889-0503. Check him out online at evergreenstl.com. He helps build a strategy to put your kids through college, to keep you from having to work until you're 95 years old, to not get blasted on taxes, and make sure your family is taken care of in case the unthinkable happens. His name is Mark Hanna. Give him a call at 314-889-0503 or check him out online at evergreenstl.com. Time for pick six. G-Unit overall, your feelings at this point in the season. I know uh, you started catching some hell on Twitter, and uh, and there's starting to become a fade G-Unit campaign out there. Uh, it, I know that's not what you were expecting when you entered into our public domain with your picks. <laughs> These are tough times, Tim. These are for all of us. You know, there comes a point in every season where you think about uh, maybe going the opposite of how you actually oh, think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, are, you, are you at that point? <laughs> well, it, you, sometimes you just have to do it to change the tide, and I may be at that point. Let's see if you can tell by my picks Oh, wow, today. if you're going uh, against the grain. I, you're fading yourself. I like this. <laughs> All right, the number that I have for Missouri, Alabama, and Gangster Pete will chime in if it's changed since I looked at it this morning, uh, earlier in the morning, and that is Roll Todd. Minus 28 against the Fighting Tigers of Missouri. Nick Saban said Mizzou really could be 5-0, and and I love seeing him employ the Lou Holtz of the late 1980s, early 1990s at Notre Dame strategy of really just blowing your opponent uh, into unrealistic places, <laughs> and that is what he is doing this week uh, from Tuscaloosa. Here's where I am. I can't wait to watch this game. I still kind of, in the back of my mind, am like, ah, is it worth it to just drop a ridiculous amount of money to fly down there and experience it? Because as you look at the SEC schedule, as it's currently constructed, Missouri won't be back down there in 2030, and I would love to see a game. And obviously, Nick Saban's not going to be coaching in 2030, and who knows what the hell's going on in 2030, if any of us are around in 2030. And I really want to experience that. They're bringing back Dixieland Delight, which has all the the houndstooth excited. Stingray's going to be at the game. He's going to be the one person in black and gold or anthracite or white stormtrooper. And and, and I really want to experience it. But either way, whether I'm there or I'm in St. Louis, I can't wait to watch my alma mater play against one of the best college football teams I've seen in my life. With that said, last week when we were discussing G-Unit Missouri, South Carolina, I said, this is a weird game to pick because I feel like so much is dictated by what Missouri has at wide receiver, and a lot of people don't acknowledge or don't know about Emmanuel Hall. And the way the coverage was indicating last week was that he's healthy, but he was so healthy that he didn't even make the trip to Columbia, South Carolina. And you saw the impact it had on Missouri's passing attack, which has just been nothing since the first half against Purdue before he got hurt. And so he's not going to be playing this week. They're going to fall behind because Alabama's offense is an absolute venomous machine. And then they're not going to be able to run the football unless they're just going to be like, oh, it's his grind clock to try to save face. I just don't know how Missouri scores more than 24 points. And I don't know how they hold Alabama to less than 50. So, therefore, from just a mathematical standpoint, I love Alabama minus 28. And I'd love to be contrarian and say, well, here's why I think Missouri's a great pick. Stingray thinks Missouri's a great pick, and I love Stingray. But I think, considering the circumstances that Alabama gave up a couple of late touchdowns last week to make the Arkansas game look a lot closer than it was, and it was close in the first half, relatively speaking. And give Arkansas the cover. That was that was oh, a yeah. bad beat. Oh, yeah. Producer Joe had Alabama minus 35, so he missed it by a point. 
Otherwise, he would have had a big week of two and four. So I just think it's the first night game in Alabama this year. It, they're going to be all fired up with homecoming, and Saban's probably been riding that defense's ass about giving up 31 points to Arkansas, a team that I think only scored 14 against North Texas at home. Uh, I just think I think this thing could be this could be take us back to the 1980s and those Missouri scores of like 77 nothing and 73 nothing. I do think Missouri will score, but that's where I am, and I can't wait to play this and and say, oh my God, look how wrong I was. And Missouri scored the greatest upset in college football history, but. I actually am. I, I I can't bet. I can't bet Alabama because I don't want to be cheering for Alabama. But if I had no allegiance to Missouri, I would be all over Alabama in this game. So I'm taking Alabama and laying the 28 for the purpose of pick six. G unit, tell me why I'm wrong. I'm gonna take Mizzou. You're fading yourself. <laughs> oh, so is this the first? Is this the first fade of yourself? This is the first fade of myself. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what. I mean, truth be told, I wouldn't have taken any of these Mizzou-involved games yet this season. I mean, in most, you wouldn't have bet them, right? I mean, we, we we're doing it for the for purpose this. of the contest, but uh, they've all been difficult lines. I think, at least for for me, I haven't seen a, a even though last week I said it'd be a bloodbath, and it ended up. It looked like it could have been a bloodbath in the third quarter, but um, but we we eked out the. Got some uh, red red zone issues and some rain issues last week. Yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of a freak game. But I'm going to take Mizzou this week because I think yeah because why I think the trend if you're watching Alabama, which the whole country is uh, because they're they're so amazing and, and it could be a historical year. He Saban is taking out his players when they got about a 35 point cushion, right? I mean, almost every week it's it's around that cushion. And the way I'm seeing it is that Mizzou's offense is such that we, if we're playing their third stringers, we can score a, a couple touchdowns late in the game and then make it a 48-21 backdoor, kind of like Arkansas. Well, I mean, if, if they can score against the third stringers, I think we can't. Yeah, I, and I think that I think that is the logic for those who are on Missouri because the number did start at 29 and a half, and it's gone down a point and a half at least as of right now. I'm anxious to see where it kicks off at, but. Because uh, it will get a lot of attention with being a national televised game. I think Saban has some affinity to Barry o- for for Barry Odom, and I think he did with Gary Pinkle too. And I think that sometimes when when one coach, and I don't think he's just faking, I think he actually likes Barry Odom. And I think when a coach likes another coach, uh, they do not work up the points like you generally would see it. I think Mac Brown kind of helped out Gary Pinkle a couple years ago. They were they were uh, old besties, right? So I mean, I'm not saying he's going to not cover the spread because of uh, his friendship or, or respect for Barry Odom, but I think when it comes time to really putting the, the foot on the throat, it may come into play. Well, Mac Brown, about uh, 10 years ago nearly to the day, was up 35-3 to on Gary Pinkle at halftime in Austin, as I recall, and that was a bloodbath. That was the week after they t- kicked a field goal on like the one-yard line against Oklahoma State, and I think they were like number three in the country. And that I began, remember that game. That began a downward spiral. We were in, uh, in Crown Lat. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that was a brief aside from G-Unit and Gangster Peters to where they were in October of 2008 <laughs> socially. But uh, the, the overall premise is, is that uh, I, I just, I, I mean, listen, it would be the greatest if we're watching Missouri hang with Alabama on uh, on Saturday night. I just think that by the by halftime we'll be like, nah, it's 42 to 3. Do you want to stick around and watch this thing or should we just kind of move on, you know, with the evening? So, I mean, I'm not going to bet Alabama, but for the purpose of pick six, I love Alabama. Let me see what – I haven't looked at producer Joe's sheet here. 
Alabama minus 28. Now that Pinkle is gone, I don't think Saban cares about not embarrassing a friend. Oh, he actually went down your <laughs> oh, what, Look at what you are the two. Odds wow. of that? 35 seems about right, Holy but could. Uh, what does that mean? Did, did Joe write in some kind of font where it cuts off? This will be great. We can't get his complete thoughts. Uh, I don't know. I think, Th- yeah. 35 could be right, but uh, I don't know what the hell. Who knows? But either way, Joe's taking I- Alabama <laughs> minus 28. All right, now kind of like a guy uh, has the honors after everybody triple bogeyed a hole. That's where I am after last week going two and uh, four. G unit going two and four, and producer Joe going one and five. I have honors based on the previous week, and so my my four games uh, go first of the three. And like I was saying, I have so many that it's tough to narrow them down, especially when a few of them are in the NFL. I'm going to continue my Friday night football play that I used last week with Georgia Tech, Louisville. I just think there's something to it. And I actually, I think there's something to Thursday night in the NFL. I just don't think teams have enough time to prepare. And so the offenses have the edge. Now tonight, and this isn't a play, we're recording this on Thursday. So by the time some of you listen to this, this game will already be in the books. But the Eagles are playing the Giants on the forecast in, in New York and and over in Jersey where uh, you know MetLife Stadium is, the forecast is really rough. Um, and so the under might be a, a play tonight based on what the weather is going to be like at kickoff for the Eagles and the Giants. But if it weren't, I would have been on the over. But I noticed the number was only 42.5, and, and I'm like, something's got to be up. And then I went to look at the forecast, and I saw the explanation. It's really bad forecast in, in the New York area. So uh, the forecast is just fine, as you can imagine, in uh, in Utah. And I am taking Arizona, uh, uh, Utah over 51 and a half. This is one. Good line change. We got a line change? Good line change. Oh, really? It went down. 50 and a half. Wow. Point. How about that? We move lines here. And that's how, that's how big the fade is on this show, is that the moment I utter a pick, <laughs> the action moves against my pick to the point that a point moves. Um this is one this is one G unit where I would consider the fate of myself because I feel like it strikes me as so obvious. I also don't like that when I said it to Stingray on the, sh- the radio show, he did not like the play. But Auburn minus 14 and a half against Tennessee at home coming off losing to Mississippi State. I mean Tennessee is bad. Minus 15. It's moved up. We're moving action again. Uh, Auburn now minus 15. This is one that I could regret, or they wind up winning by 14, and I go, God bless America. But I just feel like it's too obvious, and it's too good, and so I'm going Auburn minus, I guess, 15. Stay in college. Uh, it's the thing. It's my, my hesitation isn't on I don't like these games. It's which games to pick. I'll stay in college, and I'm going to go Purdue minus 10.5 at Illinois. I think Purdue is one. I think in college what you'll notice, and I can think of Clemson two years ago, for example, a team that was really on the ropes against a couple of average teams in September. And then you remember that, at least I remember that, and you go, Clemson can't be that good. And then the next thing you know, they win the national championship. Teams evolve over the course of the season, or they get worse. And I think what you're seeing with Purdue is that's a team that's now getting it right. And Illinois is just horrible. And granted, it's in Champaign, but what does that matter? Nobody's going to be there. So I'm on Purdue minus 10.5 against Illinois. Is that holding steady, Gangster Pete, or has it dropped to like 8? No, it's 10.5. All right, 10.5 is where it remains. And here are the other games that I've got. So I've got five other games outside of my lock to narrow it down to. So I'll just tell say what I'm looking at is my picks, and I'll go in the inverse order. I like the Browns getting 1.5 against the Chargers. Um 
I like the the Vikings minus ten against the Cardinals. Uh, I like LSU getting seven and a half against Georgia. That one stands out to me. Uh, I really like that. Maybe I'm biased by looking at Georgia and Columbia and going, geez, you almost lost to Mizzou, or at least you hadn't put them away considering what Missouri was dealing with. And I like the Dolphins at home getting three against the Bears. And maybe this is a square play, and I might be kicking myself on this one too because I was the only game I bet last week in the NFL were the Vikings and Eagles over, and it didn't hit. Uh, especially considering that was at the same time of the game that was one of my picks, which is the Seahawks plus seven. But for whatever reason, I'm just like, there's no way it's going to go under. And it did barely go under. I just, I've, you know, with all my DraftKings teams, I watch so many of these games, and the Arizona Cardinals just cannot move the football. They have neutered David Johnson, uh, and they have nobody to throw to. God bless Larry Fitzgerald, but they have, and they don't have anybody to throw it to him. And I just think the Vikings are a pretty good team uh, that that had a couple of that, that has had a tough schedule early on in the season, and they're minus ten. And I know that's a big number in the NFL, but I just don't know how they don't score in the at least in the twenties. And I just don't know how Arizona's going to put up a couple touchdowns. I just don't see it. I guess they'd have to be defensive touchdowns and you know, good field position. So my other pick is the Vikings minus ten against the Cardinals. The official plays are Arizona, Utah over 51 and a half, Auburn minus, I guess it's 50 and a half, Auburn minus 15 against Tennessee, Purdue minus 10 and a half at Illinois, and the Vikings minus 10 against the Arizona Cardinals. My plays have been submitted. G-Unit, begin fading yourself. <laughs> well, fading myself, I had the Vikings minus 10. Oh awesome. my God. What, you? because you were on the Cardinals plus 10? No, this, <laughs> that's a good call. No, this is not a fate of myself. You like really, the Vikings minus 10? Yeah, and you didn't just talk me into it. I, I, the Cardinals you already just, had that one? I did. Yeah, they're awful. They're so they bad. Can't, they cannot score. I mean, Ro- Rosen is going to have a really long day. And they're, it's also kind of a good game situation because the Cardinals lost. Or I'm sorry, the Cardinals won their first game against the 49ers last week. So once you get that, to get that monkey off your yeah. back, I mean— it, they're just ready to get blown up, and it's yeah. a bad situation. And I think the Vikings have righted the ship. I think the Vikings are good. I mean, there's just great wide receivers. I just, I don't know. I just think they're. The only be. thing that's a little worrying is that the last time the Vikings were uh, favored by double digits, the at Buffalo home, Bills debacle. Bingo. Yeah. So well, I still don't know what the hell that was. It, that that was such a it, an odd final that it, that uh, hopefully that doesn't come back to get us. So Vikings minus ten. Um, I actually had Texas A and M at minus two and a half. At South Carolina. Is this where you're going to argue yeah. with yourself? Well, this, I'm pulling it off the board. You're taking it off the board. I, so I, the way that I, I do this, I look at the games, and I read, I pick all the games from the lines that I like, then I read a bunch of different stuff on, on, on those particular matchups. And the last thing I do is look at where the public money is. Right. So I did that after doing all this research. I love, I love Texas A&M and number one public money by a pretty good distance. Texas saying it. Wow, wow, wow. So I can't go you with can't it. You can't go with it now. So, so, there's so that is no longer in play. Colorado plus seven at USC is my is my pick in its place. I had been advised to take USC minus seven by my guy who had been hot, but he did give me Minnesota plus seven against Iowa last week. Oh, Just well, as an FYI. Yeah, that's trash. I mean, this guy, you can't trust that guy anymore. <laughs> You're off him because <laughs> you're picking at 40% success rate. Well, my, my reasoning on this one I think is pretty good. Uh, USC, when they've played decent competition— They've gotten blown out. I mean, they lost at Texas by by a, you know a ton. They lost at Stanford by two touchdowns, and they've they've only won one game 
by more than a touchdown, and that was against UNLV at home. So all their games if, if are pretty close as it is, or they get blown out. And Colorado, it's, it's decent competition. So you're on Colorado. Colorado plus seven. Are, right. are we getting any uh, favorable line moves for G-Unit? Not yet, no. Not yet, no, no. I'd let you know. I mean, yeah, yeah Gangster Pete's you on. You went it. against Colorado in your lock last week, so that's kind of suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well, a nice observation. Gangster Pete should just be doing this thing by uh, himself. Well, well, that's the thing. I that was they beat a good ASU team. That's why I have new respect for Colorado. They're still undefeated, so I I think that's a good pick. I think, in fact, well, I'm not going to go. Too oh, far. You, you, you're going to go with all those five-star <laughs> yeah. double secret locks or whatever? Gonna, all right, what's your third play? It's uh, Wisconsin plus nine at Michigan. I was surprised by that number. I it might be a trap. I, you know, I, I think it might be a trap, but fuck it. I I think it's going to be a close uh, game. Right. Maybe 27-24. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I think Wisconsin could win. If you're getting nine points and you think a team has a chance to win, you you put the money on the yeah, game. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, number five, I think this might be opposite of what you said, but Buffalo at Houston, taking Buffalo plus 10. I wouldn't watch Buffalo and Houston if it were <laughs> in my backyard, so I certainly didn't bring them up. And that's right. <laughs> that, that Sunday night game was so bad, the Texans and, and the Cowboys. I mean, I just can't see them beating anybody by 10 points. I will say that when I was looking through the numbers, I was surprised that that number was that big. I think it should be seven at the most. Buffalo is so, who's going to show up each week? Yeah, they are. And by that, I kind of mean, who are the people on their team that are showing up each week? (laughs) But they did have the the win in in Minnesota. And uh, they they beat Tennessee. They're right there with Tennessee. They beat them. Yeah, they beat them. I I I can't figure figure it out with them. But we know Houston's not going to. Not going to blow I'm them out. I'm surprised Houston's not doing better considering the weapons they have. I'm legitimately surprised by that. All five games by uh, touchdown or less. I mean, hell, they only lost to the to the Patriots by touchdown, yeah. and the last two games were in overtime. So I, I think that. that's a close game. So your plays are in, and they are once again Colorado. I recall Colorado plus seven, Vikings minus ten. Yep, we're on the same game. Wisconsin plus nine. Buffalo plus 10. Well, you have a page for each game. That's impressive. Uh, Producer Joe has a line (laughs) for each game. He is on, I was looking at the over on this one, UCF minus 4.5 at Memphis. Central Florida is 4-1 against the spread this year. That's good enough for me. Now, a lot of people who are winning gamblers look at that and go, ooh, it's time to bet against Central Florida. (laughs) Producer Joe sees it and says, I will bet them. I like that. That's one of the reasons why he's at a 44% (laughs) success rate. Auburn, Tennessee, under 47. These teams have combined to play 11 games this season. The under has hit eight times. Also good enough, and then it got cut off. And I, don't I was know what one in five last week. After all, oh wow, Gangster Pete just fired a shot now, forming his union with. Well, that, that's Biggie what Joe said, and uh, that was in Joe's email. Ah, okay. I'm reading what got cut off. Got it. Uh, Ole Miss, Arkansas, over 69. That was one of the ones that I had down. I don't know if I mentioned it when I was going through it. I like that play last week. I said that I would take Ole Miss this week for sure. I still love that play, but love the over even more. Uh, I guess he's not taking Ole Miss this week. Uh, and then Baylor, Texas over 60 and a half based on Texas's win last week. I can see a bit of a letdown from them this week. So the 14 point line scares me. Uh, so he's on the over of Baylor, Texas. So UCF minus four and a half, Auburn, Tennessee under 47, Ole Miss, Arkansas over 69, Baylor, Texas over 60 and a half. And by the way, just kind of throwing this out here. I think this is the only game. I mean, certainly anybody can lose at any time. So the official disclaimer is out there, but if UCF wins this game, I think UCF's in the college football playoff. And I'm not saying they necessarily should be. Because they're going to be undefeated. 
And I just don't think they're going to leave him out two years in a row undefeated after what happened last year. I really do believe that. Wow, I wonder what the biggest odds of that happening. Uh, I, I, I for real with Vegas. I was just when I was watching Kentucky A and M last Saturday night, and it was tied. And I'm like, what do what Kentucky's schedule looks like? And then I looked at their schedule, I'm like, oh my god, the only daunting game where they're going to be an underdog left is at home against Georgia. Kentucky could be kind of in that weird Kansas in 2007 spot where they were very good. You know, I'm not shitting on Kansas because they're Kansas, but they did have a very favorable Big 12 schedule that year. And I and I recall in October of 2007 talking about there's actually, and I, this really did happen, it's fortunately documented on InsideSDL.com, otherwise I realize it sounded like bullshit, that I was saying there is a way for Missouri to become the number one team in the country, which I know sounded asinine, but I saw how well they played Oklahoma on the road. I looked at their schedule and I said, what we need to do is pull for Kansas to be undefeated when they get to Arrowhead Stadium because it could fall into place that it'll make it look like Kansas is much better than they are, and that could get Missouri into the mix for what was the BCS championship game at that time. God, uh, that was such a great season. Wasn't it the greatest? Walking uh-huh. out of Arrowhead Stadium, people screaming, we are number one. So I still think Kentucky's a great team. They could really take down Georgia, and considering Georgia has to play LSU at Baton Rouge this weekend, they have to play Auburn, and they have to play, most likely, um, uh, Alabama. Kentucky could wind up with the least losses of anybody in the SEC East. They may not win the SEC East, but who knows? Um, either way, uh, just taking a look at the way that the landscape is for this thing, it's something that I'm, I'm enamored by. And so when you take a look at this weekend's schedule, you take a look at Missouri, Alabama, you take a look at the SEC schedule, you take a look at Kentucky. It's just something I was looking at. I'm looking at the Kentucky schedule. My God, they could actually be in the mix for the college football playoff because they could be an undefeated team going into the SEC championship game if you can fantasize enough that they could beat Georgia at home. And I don't know how much of a fantasy that is, whereas a month ago you would have said there's absolutely no way in the world. So then I looked at the other teams in the mixed schedules. Clemson doesn't have a difficult schedule the rest of the way. Ohio State does. And that's why I would put UCF in there if Ohio State were to lose. And again, I'm not saying UCF's one of the four best teams. I'm just saying based on the controversy last year of them being undefeated, and uh, and then beating Auburn, I don't think they leave an undefeated UCF out this year. That's my premise. If there are not four Power Five undefeateds, I think UCF gets in in the college football playoff. I'm not saying they win. I'm just saying because of what happened last year. That's my logic. If they get by producer Joe's pick of UCF minus four and a half at Memphis this week, it all gets blown up this week if that ends. This so is this their is one. their big test. This at, is it. I mean, Memphis. based on what they have left on the schedule. They don't want them claiming another national title if they're yeah, not they, in the I think they'll four. go, okay, fine. Here you go. Yeah. You're the four seed. Alabama's the one seed. Have Prove fun, it. boys. You Prove know. <laughs> you I go. hope they do get to yeah. make it. I mean, if they're they should, undefeated. I think they now, should. if Ohio State, Clemson, and Notre Dame are undefeated along with Alabama, UCF isn't getting in there. Are you saying an undefeated UCF gets in before a one-loss Ohio State? Yes. Oh, I think that's crazy. Yes. Okay, well, it's fine. I mean, that that did they put them in there over a one-loss Ohio State? Yes. Oh, the money. It, I mean, the money talks. There's just no way. Okay, I, I I firmly believe that. I really. And now keep in mind, the loss for Ohio State would not be at Penn State at this point. And I'm having to do this from memory. I know they host Michigan. I know they go to Michigan State, a game that I think could be. And, and here's the thing: I think being as big a gambling degenerate nerds as we can be, even though I don't gamble, I follow the stuff closely. Ohio State, I feel like over the last decade, they'll have these teams that were looking, oh, my God, they're machines. And then they have this – they don't lose to like a – I mean, they have lost to Penn State on what was it, like a blocked field goal. 
but they'll have like these random losses to random ass teams. Like last year, they got shipped at home by Iowa, didn't they? Wasn't that at home? Either way, they got the shit kicked out of them by yeah, Iowa. Yeah, that was random. They got Maryland second second to last game of the year. They just have they have a few games at home. Yeah. Well, they have they have, they go to East Lansing. They do host Michigan. That's that's I don't even know if I really would count that. Michigan's one. at Michigan. Oh, Michigan's at Michigan. Yeah, last game of the year. Oh, I thought it was at. I'm Columbus. looking at their schedule right now. I don't think but, that's going to be the one to trip them off. I think at Purdue could be the one that. But could that's be at weird. Ohio State. But I was thinking, what Purdue schedule am I looking at? What the hell am I looking at? Well, either way, they have they have games against that are textbook Ohio State trip up <laughs> games. I mean, that's, their schedule's pretty hard. Relatively yeah. speaking, when they... you look at UCF's, Notre Dame's, and Clemson's, and then we just all kind of agree that Alabama's in its own stratosphere. That I'm just saying, I'm, again, it's not going. I think UCF's the best team. And I wasn't saying in 2007, I think Kansas is the best team. I said, I just look at Kansas' schedule, and I think there's a really good chance they could be number one or in or undefeated when they play Missouri, which will then make it look like when Missouri beats them, because Missouri was clearly a better team, that it's a really, really good win for Missouri. What if Michigan runs the table? If they beat Ohio State, they have one loss. And, they, and look, does, my premise remains the same. So if UCF is undefeated team. and there are not four Power Five undefeated teams, UCF is in the college football playoff. I will take all Twitter shrapnel. You know what? People say, don't at me. At me. At me all day long because <laughs> I am me, all for it. I'm at just me, wondering bro. if this is mainstream thinking that you have here. I don't well, know. Well, I doubt most people are sitting at home on a Saturday night looking at UCF's <laughs> schedule. So you got to be a pretty big fucking loser to yeah, be I, in this position I, to come I, up with it. That's, that's for sure. That's <laughs> yeah. for sure. But you, you got to assume, let's just assume for the sake of the argument, that they are undefeated. I, I still don't. I, 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 I Listen, if what happened last year did not happen— and had they not right. beaten Auburn and been undefeated and had this we're the national champion thing, I would say, no way. I would agree with you 100%. A one-loss Ohio State, oh, one-loss Georgia. Didn't Auburn do that, I mean, like 10 years ago with Cadillac? They, and didn't they, they do the same undefeated season? They did, but play? they weren't allowed in, I think. Or maybe they were. I don't know. They Something did happen. Ronnie it's Brown. happened before. Yeah, Ronnie Brown yes, and, it has and Cadillac happened. Williams. But but I'm I'm saying here that, that if Central Florida is undefeated, there are not four Power Five undefeateds, they will be in. Now, it could all get blown up, and we can't have fun with this thing by Saturday night, and they lose to Memphis. And who knows? Maybe they, they may The they giant will. that is Memphis. So, yeah. the, the, There's yeah, no the, fucking Missouri's... way they have a chance against Memphis. <laughs> and now i got to tell you something. I'm looking at Memphis, and I'm going, oh, my God, because Missouri lose to, to Memphis on homecoming next week. Uh, that, that, I feel like, is actually in play. But if you just look at UCF's football schedule, and this has now become the UCF football podcast. <laughs> Forget our gambling picks. They're at Memphis. They're at East Carolina. They host Temple. They host Navy. They host Cincinnati. Cincinnati is 25th in the country, uh, and they go to South Florida. I mean, if there's a game that you go, oh, that's the one that could get them, it would be South Florida because South Florida is a top 25 team. But if they are undefeated, I think they're in, assuming that Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, one of those teams loses, or somehow Alabama were to have, you know, multiple losses. But I just don't see that happening. I think this is this is a, this is this is a 1998 New York Yankees kind of situation we're looking at in Tuscaloosa. All right, time's for, time for Lock of the Week. We'll get back into Central Florida momentarily. But before we do, uh, James Carlton <laughs> of State Farm Insurance, I bet he would insure this for you. He would insure that Central Florida is going to be in the college football playoff. His number is 314-961-4800. He's online at carltoninsurance.net. James Carlton is his name, and he can save you money. I've gotten to know James here over the last year since he sponsored the podcast, and I've been very impressed by the way he goes about his business, his knowledge of his business, and his customer service. There's a reason why he has so many people in his office, so make sure no phones go into voicemail and you're going to talk to a real-life person during business hours. 
314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. James Carlton is his name. State Farm Insurance is the place where you can find him in Webster Groves. And here's the thing. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, you call James Carlton, State Farm, 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. And Tom Schmidt of Salt and Smoke. Holy moly. Uh, with locations in U City, on Del Mar, in South City, on Hampton. Uh, But here's the thing you need to know. SaltandSmokeSTL.com because they cater. And we had them cater for our son's first birthday party, and people loved it. It's so good. Plus, they have people on site for you uh, and and take care of everything. It was so good, and it was set up so well. They did such a great job. SaltandSmokeSTL.com. Tom Schmidt and the great people at Salt and Smoke, a proud sponsor of the Tim McKernan Show. All right, time for the locks of the week. I really like this one. Are you morons texting back and forth while I talk? Is that's what's going on? <laughs> no, that I promise you that's not. <laughs> that happening. was actually a guy you know, but uh, who's that? Yeah, Seth Goldcamp. Oh, great people. Yeah, he was oh, over. Yeah. Well, you know, he was, but his staff is. Uh, was over at my place last night. We had an air conditioning issue. Seth He's a great designer. dude. Just a great dude. Yeah, he was all over you on that Steelers Chiefs debacle. He was, but he uh, <laughs> he skipped he, he skipped last night. That's what he was. Uh, that's what he was texting about. Just apologizing for oh, for uh, skipping soccer practice yeah. to tend to my air conditioning situation. <laughs> well, either way, he did great work. I love this lock of the week. I love this lock. Of the, and it might be a contrarian play. I don't know, but I know I love it. I didn't look at where the public money is on it. I am going under. Patriots, Chiefs, 59 and Holy half. shit. That's a G-unit pick. Under. No, it's not because it's going to win. Ooh. Patriots, Chiefs, under 59 and a half. Sweat-free lock of the week. A sweat-free lock of the week. Enjoy it. After you, after you go one and five with these picks, get healthy on Monday night with the under on the Patriots, Chiefs, 59 and a half. You know, unders are the the one bet that you can say sometimes that it is sweat free. Because if you get a zero zero first quarter zero three, minus I mean, Iowa Wisconsin a few weeks ago, mm, where mm. it was like, oh sweet that covered. <laughs> yeah. I almost even marked it in my sheet, and I'm like, oh my god, what the hell happened? Uh, yes, in, in, oftentimes. Oh, you can get. I mean, what my Georgia Georgia Tech LSU thing was uh, was sweat free last week. That was over, I think, by halftime. But under. I'm telling you, Belichick knows the program with Kansas City's offense. He also knows the program with his own defense, and he's going to run a grinding game plan. And I, I just, I'm, I'm incredibly confident. Well, what's the final? Who in wins? This play? What, how, how many points are you talking? I don't know, like a 2017 kind of deal, probably. You're great. Yeah, sweat free, baby. That's, That's what I'm telling free. you. Sweat that free. Fits right in my. Uh... In my oh, because oh wow, you've got, you're on you're on one of these. I didn't know this. What are you going? I'm on the over. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be great. I'm, I'm like, like sweet. Can- mark it down. I got. I, I finally got a lock right. I like Kansas City plus three and a half. I feel like that's public all day. Is you it? Know, that's a good question because usually New England gets the public action, but maybe you are. I just feel right. like a high offense team becomes public. No, neither of them are in the top ten public. Uh, How about that. Public, so How about that. Probably split. Uh, I. I mean, I just. I like Kansas City to, to cover the spread. I don't think it winning, but I, I agree with you completely. I think it's going to come down to to the end of the game. I, and I think this means a lot more to Andy Reid for some reason. It seems like he's got a chip on him on his shoulder with regard to Belichick. And but last year was the last year or two years ago that, that Kansas City just beat the shit. Yeah, out and then they, and then the Patriots turned it around and right. won the Super Bowl. Uh, so we're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> yes, it was the Chiefs who did that to him. Everybody's going to be on the over, I think, anyway. That's a lot of points. I know. I mean, that's a lot. Even if the game's 31-28, 
I still cover. <laughs> that was my that was my reasoning in the, you know? in the Pitt Kansas City game. So it was that at halftime. Yeah, it, it was. So I I just you know I, I the logic being Belichick's going to go okay. I know that they've got an incredible offense, and I know our defense has had some real issues, minus the magic that was the Tannehill start in Foxborough, uh, and they're just going to grind. So I'm anxious to see who they actually, because you never know with the Patriots from a fantasy football standpoint who they're going to get the football to on the ground game. Right. It's like one of like 20 people. But whoever, some some dude's going to have a big night running the football for the Patriots, most likely somebody that few people have heard of. So that's where I am. But you are on the Chiefs covering the number. Let's see which game won't cover in the United Kingdom this week. Uh, <laughs> no, producer Joe is on the Big 12 football, which I know he hates. Uh, he's on Oklahoma State minus seven at Kansas State. Things in Manhattan are going to be ugly with Bill Snyder not stepping away gracefully. It says, remember something. I know that he's, for as dumb as that is, which I might use from now on remember. at the end of my picks, I might just say, remember something. Remember everything ends badly, <laughs> otherwise it would never end. The great Brian Flanagan was on to something. Ah, I see. Boy, he really, there's a lot <laughs> missing. <laughs> That's a quote? I you, you got... <laughs> And, and by the way, that Tom Cruise said it. That wasn't, or was he Brian Flanagan? He was Brian Flanagan. Who's the other guy then? Oh, Coglin. It was Coglin yeah. and Flanagan. All right. Yeah, well, that's great. It was a nice cocktail reset. It's wonderful <laughs> for our youthful audience. Thank you, producer Joe, for the Oklahoma State minus seven at Kansas State play. Uh, he, I feel like he's been fading Kansas State a decent amount. Maybe I'm off the mark on that, but I feel like that's where he is right now. And he's clearly something. Maybe there are no soccer games this weekend. I don't know, because I figured it'd be like Everton, Man U, over or something. Uh, Wolves versus uh, Young yeah, Boys. Wolves versus Young Boys. That also could be in play. Uh, so there it is. Pick six is in the book. Where else can you listen to a podcast about Central Florida football while guys pick football games inaccurately? <laughs> but that's what we do every week here on Pick Six on the Tim McKernan Show. Uh, G-Unit, thank you so much for coming into the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. My pleasure. Let's turn this around. Man. I would love to see it because I really, I truly don't really bet much. So this is kind of like my sweat, you know? It's how you deal with adversity that defines your character. Wow, wow, wow. This is gangster the week. Pete. This is the week. Wow, gangster. wow, wow, gangster Pete. Uh, and uh, thank you to our sponsors. Of course, the HomeLoanExpert.com, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, Seth Goldcamp mentioned earlier from Missing Soccer Practice of Design Air Heating and Cooling, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, and then Salt and Smoke at, online at saltandsmokestl.com, Johnny Landoff Chevrolet at I-270, and the Washington Elizabeth Exit online at landoff.com, Johnny Landoff Chevrolet. All right, good luck with your picks this weekend. And thank you for listening to another edition of the Tim McKernan Show here on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios.